Hi, I'm Sam Fesich from the EduMagic Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. This episode of the Burned In Teacher Podcast is brought to you by Blinkist, my personal favorite way to listen to books in short blinks. Hear me out here. It really truly is more knowledge in less time. It's perfect for curious people like me who love to learn and busy people like me who don't have time to read. And even people who aren't into reading also like me. Blinkist offers a way for busy people, not just professionals, to understand books and podcasts in 15 minutes or less. You can read or listen to books. You can find your next read based on your interests. You can even take advantage of new shortcasts. So Blinkist has teamed up with podcast creators to bring you key insights from podcasts. So if you want to be more knowledgeable, more successful, healthier, a better parent, happier, or be your best self, Blinkist is perfect. 95% of Blinkist members read significantly more than before. 91% of Blinkist members create better habits, and 87% of Blinkist users have made positive changes in their lives thanks to Blinkist. And you know, that's what I'm all about. And if you are a Burned In Teacher Podcast listener, you can get a seven-day free trial of Blinkist. And trust me, when you begin, you will never read books the same again. So go to bit.ly slash B-I-T blink seven. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash B-I-T B-L-I-N-K seven to get seven days free of Blinkist. My favorite way to learn so I can take action and take my next best step. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence, as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Now let's get started. Well, hey there, Burned In Teachers. How's it going? Welcome to the Burned In Teacher podcast. 
So it's been about a month since I've joined you. I know, and trust me, uh, based on today's episode title, uh, we're going to talk about some work-life balance because that has been something that has been extremely important to me and something that clearly is important to you because a lot of questions have been asked of me lately about about work-life balance. And we're going to set the record straight here, and I may share some things, things with you that that may surprise you. So as I announced, you know, back in October, I am going down to two episodes a month. And I have really been having having a hard time even getting that done. But it's not because I don't care about you. It's not because I don't care about Burden Teacher. It's because I am really, truly trying to balance all the important pieces of my life. And we are going to go there. But I first want to remind you, if you didn't notice on social media, I have a new platform where you can ask some specific questions that are important to you. I want to get to know you a little bit better. I want to know your specific challenges because you know that I'm not all about a one size fits all form of self-care. You know I'm about getting down and dirty about what our specific challenges are to us in our specific seasons of life and of teaching. So if you have not heard or have not taken advantage of this yet, go to burnedinteacher.com slash ask. That's burnedinteacher.com slash A-S-K. When you land on that page, you have two options. You can just type in your question in a Google form. You can click on a link there that will take you to that form. Or if you'd like to record your voice, you can click on a link that will take you to a platform called SpeakPipe, where you can, just like I am now, uh, record your voice and record up to a minute of stating maybe your situation, maybe you are where you are in the world, and what it is that's challenging you and what questions that you have. I know there's only a minute to do that, but there's a reason. We want to get to the point to make sure that I fully understand what it is that you would like some help with. And when I introduced this out on social media, and I sent an email to my email list, letting them know about Ask BIT, I had gotten so many questions about the same topic. And this is the reason that I opened this up because I don't wanna just talk about the things that are important to me. I wanna talk about the things that are important to you. And this is clearly something that we need to today scratch the surface of and go into a little bit of depth later at another time. But I wanna make this one short for you because it unpacks a lot. Uh, so a couple of people have asked this question in many different ways. I've had people ask this question about work-life balance by simply stating in the Google form, work-life balance. But in other ways, I've had people say things like, home work balance, or they have said, or asked, I'm just scrolling through here as I, as I state them, um, too much life outside of work. Um, that's come up. Um, I'm not totally sure, but something maybe about creating more balance, spending too much time doing what I call busy work. I want more and I can't seem to figure out how to get there. Too many to-dos on my to-do list, um, trying to keep up with all of my demands in life and in work. There are so many ways that people have stated this balance at home and at work. Um, at the moment, I feel like the main challenge is figuring out how to do it all. So there are many different ways that people are are facing this challenge and stating it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get right into it. Okay, I want to keep this short for you. Like I said, 
So as I've really reflected on my own challenges with work-life balance, especially with balancing two things in work, you know, being a full-time teacher and running Burned In Teacher, and of course my family, I have really dove into some YouTube videos. I've been listening to books on Blinkist about this, and I've known this for quite a while. In fact, um, in one of the modules in Burned In Teacher University, we talk about the seven pillars. And so I kind of wanted to dive into that with you today especially in light of all of the astronomical challenges that we are being faced with uh, right now in education. I'm not going to spend time, you know, beating a dead horse over this, right? We, we know what they are. Uh, we've got COVID, consistent changes. We've got Omicron or Omicron, however you choose to pronounce it. Um, we're going virtual. We're not going virtual. We're going virtual for two, for two or three days. Um, doesn't seem to change anything, but then we don't go virtual anymore. Or we're down to between five and 15 students in our classrooms. We don't have subs to cover all of the amount of teachers that are out of school because of quarantine or having COVID themselves. We are sick. Um, our family members are sick. And that in addition to all of the other challenges that we know are surrounding um, our profession that we chose to be a part of. Here's the thing, when we are struggling as much as we are, and you know that I don't love to use the word surviving to describe what it is that, that we do. And if we are using that word survive to describe how we're getting through our days and weeks, that we really have a lot of work to do. And this goes way beyond the conventional forms of self-care. I've done many episodes about this. I'm not going to repeat myself, but we can't rely on bubble baths, drinking more water, although both of those things are great. We have to really dive deep into other pieces of our life in order to pull us through these challenging times. Because here's the thing, when work is as hard as it is right now, and when life outside of work is as volatile and challenging as it is, and then especially, and this is, this is for another episode, my friends, when we jump onto social media and we see clearly the pain and anger that other people are feeling, even teachers on teachers, the anger that we see. We're almost, you know, I've been talking to some friends about this. We've almost been turning in on each other with the amount of stress and anxiety that we have been feeling. You guys, there, it's going to take way more, way more than work-life balance to pull us through. Um, so a couple of things that I'm going to state here are from a book that I've been listening to several times just to kind of let it wash over me. Um, it's called The Work-Life work Balance Myth by David J. McNeff. I listened to it on Blinkist. Um, it, it's become kind of my go-to book lately because what he states in his book is so true. It's normal to feel occasional stressful days or weeks. Like we're adults, right? We have things that are stressful because they're important, okay? It's normal to have a few stressful days or a couple of stressful weeks here and there, depending on the season of life that you're in and the season of, of our teaching year. But we are too often feeling this stress spiral, especially now. We are, it is coming at us from all angles. It's coming at us from work, from our family, from our friends, from, you know, different, um, different spaces in our lives that we're involved in. And of course, the workplace is often to blame for our lack of work-life balance because there is always too much to do and not enough time to do it. 
And let me tell you something, even outside of the realm of teaching, burnout is a huge problem. 76% of working professionals state that they're feeling burned out. And this goes right along with my theory and what I have felt for a very long time is that seeking balance is not possible. It's not about quantity. It's not about, well, I'm going to spend, you know, eight hours here and eight hours there and eight hours here. And that's my 24 hours. Like that's not possible. Okay. So if you're trying to achieve balance by quantity, it's not achievable. And this is why we're constantly feeling um, down on ourselves because we can't balance it all. All right. So what we, what I'm going to suggest to you today is to replace the word balance with the word harmony. And especially because of what I'm going to tell you next, okay? Because if you thought that there were only two things in our lives that we should be balancing, we couldn't be more wrong, okay? Here's why. If we only put our effort and energy and time into those two places, our work and our life, and our life encompasses many different things, okay? You might be a single teacher out here just trying to live your best life with your friends and yourself. Okay, you might be, your life might consist of many family members. Maybe you're caring for parents. Maybe you're caring for children. Maybe you're just caring for yourself and your partner. This looks different for everybody. But like I said before, when we have stressors coming at us from all angles, all day, every single day, every single week, like we have, especially for the last almost three years, okay, we are going to be exhausted. We are going to be anxious. We are going to be frustrated and clearly angry. And this is because we put so many eggs in the work basket and the life basket that that's all that we rely on for our happiness. And my friends, let me be so clear that this is where what I have been trying to help you with comes into play so deeply. Because if you are only looking at these two, what David calls slices of your life, I call them pillars, work and life, life being um, your family, typically, okay, you're going to burn out. Because in these moments, when we are feeling all of this stress from all these places, we have to pull from other pieces and slices of our life to pull us through. This being, okay, so if work and family are the only two slices or pillars that we pay attention to, we are leaving behind five other crucial slices in our life to pull us through when we are feeling the suck of work and the suck of life. So I want you to write these down or I want you to somehow remember these if you're listening to this in the car or while walking, okay? Come back to this, okay? Work and family are only two of seven. There are five other ones that we have to rely on when work and life is just draining us, when work and family is just draining us. That is personal, physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. And I know you're probably saying, dang it, Amber, like we, we can't even get, we can't even get two handled. Why are you giving me five more? And that is because what I truly believe, what I believe here is that these other five are what are these almost um, inner, these are our inner 
slices of life that we pull from during the day when work is sucking, when things are happening that are completely out of our control, and when our family life is feeling out of our control. We can pull from how we are caring for ourselves personally, physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually to calm ourselves, to become more mentally strong, so that we can handle the curveballs that are consistently being thrown at us in our work and family life. Okay. So if you listen to the, uh, the book, the work-life balance myth by David J. McNath on Blinkist or uh, McNeff, I apologize, or you look up his work on YouTube or you, you know, Google it, whatever it is that you do, or look up the seven pillars or the seven slices. He will tell you to go through these practices to really reflect on and see where all of your, you know, a percentage of your day up to 100% is going to. All right. I'm not going to ask you to do that. All I'm going to ask you to do is to really, truly consider what are you doing to take care of yourself personally? Maybe not on a daily basis, but what are you doing to make yourself feel good? Okay. This is kind of maybe that, that fun self-care, like how are you taking care of your yourself? How are you dressing? How are you um, how are you taking care of your your hair and your skin? Or you know how are you? What are you doing that personally brings you joy? Okay, what is fun for you? How are you taking care of your your home and your car? Okay, this kind of goes into teacher brand a little bit, but how are you personally taking care of yourself? What what do you what inspires you? What excites you about you? What do you enjoy? All right, physically. How are you taking care of your physical being? Are you making time to be physically active? You know that this is such an important part of my life. And I'm telling you what, if you, you want to talk about our two most important resources, time and energy, holy cow, this will make a, a world of difference. How are you taking care of yourself physically? And this includes what you're putting into your body. You're putting in water, you're putting in pop, coffee, junk food healthy food? What are you doing to take care of yourself physically? Intellectually, what are you doing to stimulate your brain? Because here's, here's the thing. When we are feeling just completely knocked out by work and family, what do we do? What do you do? You, you scroll through Instagram, you binge on Netflix, all that's great to a certain point. But my friends, you have to stimulate yourself intellectually. What's something that ignites your curiosity? Is it looking to, for places to travel? Is it learning about a new way to take care of yourself physically, maybe? Is it something that you need to learn about to improve your life at school? Like maybe behavior problems in your class. That's something I've been watching a ton of YouTube videos about lately and learning a lot and changing other pieces of my life, right? How are you taking care of yourself emotionally? Are you talking and having constructive conversations with people about how you're feeling? Maybe with a therapist maybe with a counselor, maybe with a trusted teacher friend who is not adding to your fire and making you more angry and venting, but are they helping and listening to you and showing you empathy? Spiritually, how are you caring, caring for your spiritual being? Do you read scripture? Do you meditate? Do you take time to take deep breaths and just close your eyes in silence for just a couple of minutes a day? just to be alone and silent. Here's the bottom line of today's podcast episode. And I promise I will go deeper into this because there's so much more that I want to say. I've asked some friends to join me on an upcoming episode to talk about this is when we only focus on, on our work and family life, 
we are setting ourselves up for failure 100% because we are not doing the work that it takes to make ourselves mentally strong enough to handle these hardships. And when we're not mentally strong enough to handle these hardships, we do turn to venting on social media or attacking one another as teachers on social media or attacking our spouse or our partner or our kids or other teachers. This is how we're getting out those frustrations when somebody who is mentally strong and is taking care of themselves personally, physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually can otherwise create harmony where you say, this is so hard. So what is somebody who is mentally strong? What would somebody who is mentally strong do here? Or what did I learn in this book that I listened to? Or what was it that Amber told me on the podcast or that I read about? What is it that I do in this situation? Is there anything I can do? Do I just need to let it go? Or is there somebody I need to talk to about this? We cannot continue teaching and living only relying on teaching and life balance. And so if you are somebody who is in the past believed that there's only two slices of your life or two pillars in your life, I'm here to tell you that you're wrong. And I'm not telling you that in a way that is aggressive. I'm telling you that from a coaching perspective. I want you to change your mindset and to focus on what you can do internally to set yourself up externally for when these external, external factors come your way, because they will. If they haven't yet, I don't know how, number one. <laughs> but they will. Hardship will happen, okay? So I wanna list those one more time because I want you to do something with what you're learning here, okay? It's not about balance, it's about harmony. And it's harmony between seven pieces of your life, not just two, okay? They are, of course, work and family, personal, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual. What are you doing to help yourself be more mentally strong, to face these hardships in a healthy way? Now, I want to invite you, if you haven't already, to watch my free workshop at burnedinteacher.com slash workshop, where I talk about the mistakes that you could be making and the mindset shifts that you can take in order to face these hardships in a healthier way. I invite you to check that out. And until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.